0: Hi, and we're back with blossoming gems the podcast Um, my name is sylvia brands and i'm here with paloma from glitter glucose as many of you know her know her from that and if you don't know her we will plug in all the instagram handles at the end and her website and etc so you can get to know this beauty Um, but i'm really excited to have her today because not only is she like a wonderful person and exactly who she is on instagram and social media platforms But um, she's here to shed her own story as well as put a spotlight on diabetes in a really positive way. So thank you for being
1: here. Thank you for having me. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks so
0: much. So with that being said, tell us a little bit about Paloma, who she is, where she started,
1: all of that good stuff. Yeah, so currently I'm 29 years old and I grew up here in Arizona. I'm a small town girl. I never thought I would have... This spotlight on me. <laughs> Obviously, I love the spotlight, but <laughs> um, yeah, I have a background in fashion. I went to college for fashion. That's what I love. I thought it's what I would always do, and then I was diagnosed with type one diabetes, which is an autoimmune disease, and my life forever changed. Gotcha. And now my mission is to spread the word about diabetes and break the stigma and the stereotypes. That's awesome, great. Um, How old were you when you got the diagnoses? I was 23 years old. So, you know, at that age you think you know everything and you think that you know where your life is going so that was just like a huge shock. Wow, okay. What was going on during that time? So at that time, I'm very thankful that I was a little bit older because a lot of my followers and fans, friends, they are kids. So um, I'm like, wow, I couldn't imagine being a child dealing with this. So I was 23. I was out of college. I um, was in a marriage different than the one I'm in now. Yeah, And I had a job that I really, really loved. And when some of the symptoms are just symptoms that we've all felt before, like super thirsty. I mean, I live in Arizona, like obviously I'm thirsty and just super tired and I just thought, wow, I'm really lazy. (laughs) 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 Or, um, you know, just going to the restroom all the time and it's like, well, obviously I'm drinking a lot of water. That's why I'm going to the restroom. So I think that we all can make excuses and just be like, oh, this is why, this is why. Gotcha. You're never going to think, oh, I'm chronically ill and I have a disease. Yeah. Um, so the only thing that finally got me to go to the doctor was I was just tired of taking breaks at work and going pee every hour. And then um, I actually Googled it and it said <laughs> diabetes. And, oh, wow. Um, okay. I was like, I knew nothing about diabetes. I just thought oh, wow, like, look what I've done to myself. I'm fat. I'm lazy. I ate too much sugar. And um, I went to my doctor and told him I think I have diabetes. And he's like, yeah, you do. But um, I quickly learned that's not what diabetes okay. is. Okay.
0: So good. You Luckily, you had a doctor who was, like, really supportive and trying to educate you
1: about. I mean, he wasn't the most supportive. <laughs> okay. But, um, but He did at least differentiate type 1 and the stereotypes of type 2. Okay, good, great. Do you feel like you were just,
0: like, shocked? Like, whoa, I'm 23 years old and this is happening.
1: You know, I always say, you know, everything happens for a reason. Absolutely, yeah. And, um... I wasn't that shocked because my doctor didn't make it seem like it was a huge deal. He was just like, okay, you're just going to go get insulin and this is your life now. And I was like, okay, that doesn't seem too hard. Oh, wow. And which is not, type 1 is very serious, so my doctor should have really done more. I mean, this was a primary care at like a free clinic, so I mean, what (laughs) could I expect from him? But um. You know, normally when people get diagnosed, they're in the hospital. They stay there for like a week. They learn everything. And I didn't have that, so I think it was just meant to be that way for me, just to like ease into it. And I think that was like the bigger plan for me personally. Oh wow. Okay. So,
0: would you say that people who do get diagnosed is because like they had like a big thing happen to
1: them, which caused them to go to the hospital, and then that's when they learn? I think it's just like so much time passed and so many ignoring the symptoms and making excuses for them like I did and it just got to a point where you know I could have been days away from a hospital diagnosis I could have been days away from dying and um, I'm lucky that you know I caught it pretty early on Um, and a lot of my followers you know they're at the point where they've withered away they're so sick and that's why they go to the hospital. Wow. But, wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, thank you for
1: sharing Because I didn't know.
0: Like, I thought, you know, look at you. You felt some type of way, and then you were just like, I'm really tired of going to the bathroom every <laughs> hour right. on the hour. And you were just like, okay, I'm going to do this. But that's also really great to know, like, hey, your doctors should be telling you these things and telling you how important this is. Right, right. Okay. How was? How was it? to like learn how to like live your life with diabetes
1: well you know everyone when they see like oh,
0: oh uh, just warning
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know everyone when they see me give an injection or whatever they're like oh i could never do that i i'm scared of needles and i'm like do you think i love needles totally like, yeah that's not the case like this is just like i have to do this or i will literally die so It was just like, you know, my whole life, like being a kid and my parents taking me to get my vaccinations or whatever, I was like, the worst thing that could ever happen to me was going to the doctor and getting a shot. Totally. And now it's like, I have to do that like five times a day, you know? And so it was just like, this isn't what I would have wanted for my life, but now I'm here and I kind of just was like, all right. Like I like to trick my own brain when I do things. <laughs> like yeah. if I'm like really, really hot outside, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so cold right now and like tricking my brain into like Dude, that's getting so me great. to a better place. So I'm like, that's how it was with like injections and taking care of myself. I'm like, Oh, this isn't a big deal. All I do is give myself an injection. Like it's just it's just how it
0: is. Wow, that's really <laughs> that's really strong of you. I, it just it goes to show that you like you have a really strong like mental relationship where you you can change your perspective or you can change your mindset really easy. Thank you. I try. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really really great. Okay. And so, um, how are things in your your marriage? Like, how were things with your relationship? Like with your family? So, like, I don't know. Um, are you Latina?
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. I am Latina, and so you know, I got married young. I think a lot of us Latinas do. Absolutely. And I just thought that's how life is. You know, you just, you graduate high school, you go to college, maybe you get married and you stay with that person for the rest of your life. And I was happy in my marriage. I really loved my husband at the time. But as soon as I was diagnosed, I literally had no support. He was just completely detached. He didn't, make the situation any better he actually made it a lot worse for me and you know i was um diagnosed in april and i was divorced by october so it's like just goes to show like literally everything went spiraling down after that and i'm actually glad that it did because this is a lifelong disease that i'm going to live with so it's like if you can't be there for me in my like hardest time then I'm glad you're out as soon as possible and I can get on with taking care of myself. Totally. Was it hard to go through a divorce? You know, and this goes to speaking about being Latina, the hardest part of going through a divorce was I thought I was gonna disappoint my family. Yeah. And so I didn't tell my parents for a while after we were divorced because I would actually like cry about like, I'm going to disappoint my family. My family just in my family you just don't get a divorce. It's just um, not what you do. Yeah. No. There's nobody in my family that's divorced. And I was like, Wow, I'm gonna be the one to ruin the family and to embarrass everybody. And so when I finally went to my parents' house and told them um that I was divorced, um, my mom was obviously crying and upset and then um my dad came home and my mom's like, All right, Like go talk with your dad about it. So I was like gonna ease into it and we sit at the dinner table and the first thing he says is like, How's we'll call him Chad. He's like, How's Chad doing? I'm like, Oh way to ease into it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You were like, (laughs) "Mm, Yeah. So I was like, actually, um, I came to tell you that we're not together anymore and he was like um, are you gonna, like, work it out? I was like, no. He's like, oh, well, you know what's best for you. I'm like, what? I've been <laughs> suffering for months of how I was gonna tell you how you were gonna react. And you're like, Oh, okay. You know what's best for you. That's so great. And, <laughs> yeah. see,
0: and that just goes to show again. And it, but I get it. With Latinos, we're really hard, and it's very like, oh, what is like, La Tia Juana going to say? Or, <laughs> yes, you yes, know, yes. It's it's very much like, what are people going to say? What are we gonna do? Um, and then your dad was just like cool, calm, and collected, and was like,
1: ah, okay, like <laughs> you do you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he cares more about me and that I'm doing well, and that you know he trust me and knows that I'm going to make the best decision. So obviously it's not probably what my parents would have dreamt for me, but this is the cards that were dealt and this is the way we're going. So let's just get on with it. Totally. No, that's, that's incredible. (laughs) Well, and then
0: uh, also the fact that they were just like, we're going to continue to support you regardless.
1: And so from there, I mean, I always knew that my parents supported whatever I did, Mm -hmm. but that moment was just like, where I really felt like no matter what ever happens in my life, I know that my parents and my family are going to just go along with it, be in my corner. And, you know, I come from a very conservative family, totally, and I consider myself to be very conservative um, also, but my family thinks I'm the crazy one. They think, like, <laughs> I'm so wild. I have crazy ideas. I, you know, moved away from our hometown. And I'm like, actually, if you compare me to, like, my people my age, like, I'm actually pretty tame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of funny, you know, it's just about perspective. Totally. No, and,
0: and again, the fact that you still chose to make certain decisions, like, regardless of, like, again, how conservative our, fa- our families can be, or, like, When they say, like, ooh, I don't know if that's the best idea. And then you still continue to do it. Like, I think that that's a huge deal. You still were, like, I'm going to follow my dreams. I'm going to continue to do this. (laughs) Um, Where did you – so, after that whole thing happened, where did the transition happen from fashion to, like, glitter glucose?
1: It was just kind of, like, a natural progression. Like, I had worked at the same job that I loved for six years. But it was – in the midst of my diagnosis and it was like i worked for a company that i would like travel around the southwest in retail stores and um work on their displays and stuff so i was like always on my feet i was just always on planes running around and it was just too hard on me in that time in my life and you know i believe in the power of like manifestation and like bringing what you want to you and i just kept saying out loud like I want a new job, but, you know, my, working in retail, you don't ever work, like, nine to five, or, like, it's always, like, crazy Crazy. hours, and I was, like, I want something in luxury, I want something nine to five, um, I want something where I don't have to talk with customers, (laughs) 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 and I was just dreaming big, I never thought that would actually happen, and then, um. On LinkedIn um, somebody reached out to me from a luxury men's store and they were like oh like we're looking for a new visual coordinator would you be interested and so I was the like suddenly I got scared I was like wait I'm actually gonna make like a change in my life and um, I almost talked myself out of it and I actually was late to my interview because (gasps) I didn't want to go so you psyched yourself out I did And, um, I was, I was late, and I was, like, in my head thinking, like, well, I don't care anyway, like, I'd rather be late so they don't hire me, you know? I'm, like, I don't want this job, I'm, I don't know why it came. And then once I was there, I was, like, oh my gosh, this is everything I wanted, and I just ruined it. Wow. And so... Wait, wait, um, wait, when you showed up late, were they, like, uh... I think that they were, but after we got talking and everything was just, like, feeling right and... Um, I left I felt like I blew it because I was late you know and then they literally called me like an hour later (gasps) and offered me the position that's great but at that time I had already started taking glitter glucose pretty seriously okay so and I shared that with my boss and everything and they were actually really really supportive of it and um I only got to work there a year before I was like, okay, even though, like, I love this and this is a great job, like, I'm just going to take a chance on myself and take Glitter Glucose as serious as can be, and so, like, I just quit, and that was two years ago, and here I am, still Glitter Glucose, and wow. my old boss and my old co-workers, they all follow me, they all keep up with everything that I'm doing, so. That's incredible. Yeah. How did you know that Glitter
0: Glucose was going to be, like, a household name? (laughs) I mean, it's hard to say that you use, like, the word household, but, like, it's a platform. Like, it's a real thing. Mm. Like, people know you in the United States. Like, you're somebody to follow. (laughs) I know that sounds really wild, but it is what it is.
1: (laughs) I didn't really know what was going to come of it. I just, like, believed, like, I am going... At first, it really just started, like, I want to make friends who get me and people who understand me because... I felt like I was so alone and really I was just looking for friends but there was no one else out there like me and once I started to see that and and I mean like trying to build a platform on Instagram with diabetes Um, and this was a time where influencer was starting to become a thing yeah so it's like it was just all right timing I was building gaining followers as the word influencer was becoming a term and so, after two years of it just being a hobby, I'm like, I know what I can do with this. I know that this can be serious. And so, I went from having 100% of my followers have diabetes to now I have probably only about 70% have diabetes and the other 30% just follow me because they like me. Yeah, that's super. Like I, you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a follower
0: just because I like you. Like, and, but again, you've made it so easy to, like, understand, like, diabetes and you've raised awareness and, like... It's, it's fun to follow you. I never feel like, we boring. No, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So Thank I, you. So I think that that's great. Um, Tell me a little bit about manifesting. Did somebody teach you how to do that?
1: Nobody taught me, but I was, you know, after getting divorced, after being diagnosed with a chronic illness, I just wasn't in a good place. I was just like, what is my life? Like, I'm kind of miserable, and I don't want to be miserable anymore. And I knew you know like I'm a naturally happy person I've had a great life you know great family it's like why am I even miserable like I have all the tools to like not be yeah to not be miserable (laughs) Yeah. yeah and so I don't even know like what it how I started manifesting I think that like I read the secret or watched the movie the secret and like the movie is like the cheesiest thing that ever hit the planet. Now it's like, okay, this isn't like a great representation, but here's the first thing that happened to me with manifesting. I was on a plane to um, Georgia and I was reading the book The Secret, and I was like, okay, let me throw something out there that I really want. I was like, I love country music. I'm like new to listening to country music, I want to make friends who like country music. That's what I really want in my life right now. So I started saying that on the plane. I get off the plane, get on the shuttle to get my baggage. And this lady starts talking to me. Oh, why are you in Georgia? Whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm just like visiting. And um, I think I'm going to go to Nashville because I love country music. And she was like, my son's a country music singer. And he was like on the plane, uh, on the shuttle too. (laughs) He was flying back from... LA where he was on The Voice and had just got kicked (gasps) off The Voice. Oh my gosh. And so we started talking and we became friends and I'm like, this thing works! Manifestation works! (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so crazy?
0: It's it's literally so great. (laughs) It's literally so great.
1: So from there I just... And at the time I, I had like a boyfriend who was an intellectual and very logical and like not a creative bone in his body and if something like isn't logical then he's just like not about it so I'm like <laughs> does not compute <laughs> <laughs> yes and so I I would like say things and speak things into his existence and he'd be like wow this thing like really works <laughs> like you're literally getting like what you're asking for and I wasn't saying like I want a million dollars and thinking it was gonna fall into my lap or something but it was just like I want to be happy I deserve happiness I want to travel I want to do this I want to do that and I was on the path for those things and I'm like okay what else can this bring me? that's awesome
0: (laughs) yeah that's so great do you say though cuz I mean I am this is like a life coaching podcast but would you say though that like your door was open you were open and willing For those things to come. Because a lot of people say like, oh, well, I manifest this and I manifest that. And then I'm like, okay, but are you open to those things? Right.
1: And I think like the role of manifestation, it's like ask, believe, receive. So it's like you have to ask and put it out there. But you have to believe that you deserve it. You have to believe that it will come to you. You have to believe that you're ready and actually be open and ready for it. And because I think, you know, we're our own worst enemy. We can block things. Like, easy yes and so um, I think I was in just such a good groove and I was like well I mean I don't I can't go downhill from here <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like might as well try Yeah, totally. so um so yeah and even like I said my boyfriend at the time who was so logical <laughs> was like wow like he was even opening up to the idea so yeah, it was that's, really powerful. That's so great. What other tools do you think, like, really
0: helped you? I think you naturally have, like, a really strong mindset, though. Like, you can shift your perspective pretty good, <laughs> whether, like, it's a really negative or, like, crappy situation. You're pretty good at being, like, here we go. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. do you, would you no, say you do? No, I
1: feel like my parents are like that, too, though. And, um, like, I would say, like, my parents didn't have, or don't have, like, a ton of money, but they really, like, enjoy their lives. And my dad always says, like, money comes and goes. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it does. So let's go to Disneyland or whatever, you know? And so I just think, like, it's about who you surround yourself with. Like, Absolutely. And I've become, to you know, as a, I'm an adult and not really around my family as much as I used to. Totally. Um, I've noticed a lot of negative people in my life. And people who try to bring me down or, or just people who aren't even trying but are still doing it because of their negative energy. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, like, move myself away from that. Yeah, that's great. And are you good at doing that? I think I am. Good. Yeah. Good. That's
0: hard. That's it, hard for people.
1: <laughs> you know, and some of these people are my friends. And I've taken them out to coffee and been like, Listen you're bringing me down (laughs) you're bringing everyone down like what's up like obviously that's not something they want to do so it's like something within them that I'm like I care about you yeah you're making me miserable like what's wrong because obviously if you're making me miserable you're miserable so let's just talk about it that's great are you good having hard conversations I think so No, no, no think so. Are you? I mean, you can ask my friends. (laughs) They're going to DM me. Yes, she is. (laughs) I think that, um, you know, there are some conversations that are harder than others. But I think, like, if you really care and love about somebody, it's like, I'm not trying to, like, bash you or say, like, leave me alone. You're making me miserable. I'm, like, actually asking you because I actually care about you and don't want you to be in that place. Totally great that's awesome (laughs) thank you that's great okay so which
0: brings me to good old kevin yeah like i love following because i love i love the kevin stories he's always eating freezer food (laughs) or he's always eating chick-fil-a i'm
1: pretty sure he's like
0: a vip He, he
1: totally is he's just like you know he's older than me oh okay 15 years oh and, wow okay Um, I don't think I knew how, how old okay. he was He's how much fi- older 15 years older than me but he is such a baby like I manifested Kevin also like I was like oh great whoa 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 how did that happen I wrote down everything I wanted in a man literally mm. everything like every little detail and I was like I don't want him to have family nearby <laughs> like I want him to be this tall I want him to do this or work. I want him to be this old. Like superficial things, like heartfelt things, logistical things, like everything. Dude, that's great. And I actually found him, and I was very happy. I'm like, I wish I would have added a few things. <laughs> <on there." laughs> but um, he's. I'm like, oh, marry older man. They're gonna be mature. They're gonna and he is the biggest baby that there ever was. I say. I do everything for him except wipe his butt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And how does he feel? Is he just, like, loving Uh, it?
1: He loves being babied. He loves – I mean, I like being a caregiver, so it works. I like taking care of people. And so he's just in heaven right now. (laughs) Oh, okay. Great. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, but I was wondering – well, you shared on Instagram stories. I was
1: like, wow, you've been traveling so much in the summer. Poor guy. I hope he like has been eating. He's been ordering a lot of Jimmy John's because they bring it, you know, to the door. Oh, they bring it
0: home to you. (laughs)
1: Nice. And we live, you know, in a, you know, kind of a downtownish area. So it's they hop over on a bike and just bring it over. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so immature. (laughs) I'm like, I have cats, you know. I'm like, are you even taking care of the cats? Are you feeding them? Like my one girl cat, she loves the sun. I'm like, are you giving their outdoor time? Like, I yeah. don't trust you to take care of yourself, much less the cats. Yeah. But everyone has survived this, Good. Summer this summer without me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. And
0: so how is how's Kevin into the equation of like living with an, with mm-hmm. diabetes? Like how how is your regular life
1: now? Married, relationship, how is that all you going out play? With diabetes. You know he's pretty hands off with the care and everything but that's how i want it like i set the boundaries i set the tone for the relationship and actually do speaking engagements around the u.s where i talk about dating with relation with um a chronic illness and how to let people in and how to not be self-conscious and that sort of thing so i would say it's your condition you set the tone so for me and kevin i'm like Listen, I got it handled help me in an emergency and that's about it. <laughs> um if I'm laying on the floor, help me. Yeah. <laughs> I am like that's basically all I need from you at this point. But it works for us, you know. Some people want more of a caregiver role. I'm like, you know, just he knows what to do in an emergency, but he doesn't know enough to bother me about my management. <laughs> Good. Okay, yeah. that's great. And that's how I like it.
0: Good. Um when you told Kevin the first time, was he like, ooh? He
1: actually was like, oh, so does that shorten your life expectancy? I was like, <laughs> okay. Was that his, really his first that question? That was his first question. <laughs> I'm like, that is the weirdest first question ever, and not really great first date talk, but let's just not talk about it. <laughs> but, you know, I... I was dating quite a bit after I got divorced, and I was always nervous for, am I ever going to find somebody who's going to accept me for who I am and with this chronic illness? And it was so nice. Like, nobody ever, like, made me feel uncomfortable, or nobody was ever like, oh, I, you know, you guys can't see me, but I wear two different medical devices on my body at all times. Mm -hmm. So... That doesn't make you feel the most attractive, you know, when you're yeah. trying to find somebody. And I never had anyone make me feel uncomfortable or someone be like, ill. And I'm oh, like, great. okay, obviously my ex-husband was the problem. It's not me. Absolutely.
0: That's so great. Okay. Yeah. Could you talk about that a little bit more of like, what about the relationship with yourself? Like you said, like, I want to feel beautiful, like going on this date. Um... But like you said, you have two medical devices on you at all times. Like, were there times in your life where you were definitely, like, struggling with the, like, am I good enough? Am I worthy? Yeah,
1: for sure. Especially after my divorce because it's like, this is the one person in my life who said, for better, for worse, sickness, and health. Like, no matter what, this person was supposed to be by me and this person wasn't. So, I'm like, if that one person isn't by me, then who will be so um I felt for a long time like unlovable or right? I felt like I was never gonna find anybody until you know I actually tried I'm like well I can't you know go any worse than it already did yeah. um let me just try and I was like wow this is actually pretty easy people are not like dismissing me people are not making me feel this way and that's again where I'm like it was Chad's deal not <laughs> that's mine
0: that's great awesome yeah
1: but you know I when you first get diagnosed you use injections and such and then you can graduate to an insulin pump and I declined the insulin pump for a long time because of vanity I'm like oh, I'm a fashionista I'm do this I do that I don't want this device on me and oh wow, okay it wasn't until, you know, I was like not doing so well in my management that I'm like, all right, well let, let's try this, let's try this option. And the way it made me feel internally by helping me feel way better and having my blood sugar better managed, it made me feel more beautiful externally too and just overall better person so I'm like okay I'm actually thankful for this device I'm not like oh I have to hide this or anything so then the second device manages my blood sugar and I put that off for a long time too because I'm like I already have one device I don't want to have another again because of vanity no other reason except vanity and then um, there just wasn't a device that was right for me at the time until this one that I wear now came out about like a year and a half ago. And I was like, okay, it's small. It's discreet. It's just what I need. I started wearing it and I haven't taken it off in, <laughs> you know, a that's, year and a half. That's great. Yeah. It but
0: is, I love that the process of like, mm, definitely right. don't want to do this, but how interesting, like obviously internally, like you felt better. Yeah, yeah. But also the internal battle of like, wow, I didn't want to wear this just because I felt some type of way about it. And now I do. And I'm feeling even better.
1: Right. And that's why, you know, on my Instagram, like, I'm always, I mean, I can't hide it because it's on my body. But it's like, I'm just posting me living my life with these devices, with this illness. And I want people to see, like. I'm just doing that I'm just living and you can too and you like so many people have messaged me like I've never showed my device in public I always have hidden it and they're like seeing your photos make me feel like I don't have to hide it I'm like that's literally why I'm doing this (laughs) totally yeah no and I love when you
0: do like the celebrity spots where one of the Jonas (laughs) Brothers
1: you were like look you can see it (laughs) yes Nick Jonas Uh, wears the same insulin pump that I do and it's not he's not like a huge diabetes like Roma like putting himself out there you know but it's like it's part of his life and when I see it I'm like everybody look he's wearing it (laughs)
0: yeah and that's great and that's what I really love is that you just like normalize it because you're a regular person right and, and you just have diabetes so that's what I really really love um can you shed some light on like cost?
1: Yes. For it, what is, is it like financially? So expensive. Okay. Um, I mean, my biggest expense is diabetes. Well, surcharge and health insurance first of all. So it's like that's more than mortgage, rent, anything, car wow. payments, plus the you know insulin that I need and. I don't like... Insulin is not medication. It's, like, your body makes your own insulin. Totally. Mine does it, so I have to inject. So it's, like, the insulin that I need to live, it's so crazy expensive. And then the doctor's appointments and everything. Like, my insulin pump alone costs $8,000. Like... Wow. So it's, like, this disease you know, can make you miserable in just that aspect. Like I'm working like a slave, you know, to stay alive. So it puts a huge burden on families, especially those who don't have like, you know, the best health insurance or anything. So, um, you know, I do speak out about costs a lot on my Instagram and, you know, I'm very lucky that I can afford it, even though it hurts and it sucks and I'd rather not. Um, but there's people out there who struggle every single day, you know, and work multiple jobs and parents who are having to sacrifice things just for their kids. It's, it's really, really tough on families.
0: Yeah. Um, do you by chance share any like scholarship programs or like grants that people can do. I don't even know if that's possible for something like this.
1: There are certain, I mean, I don't know much of any. I know that um, there are, like, patient programs and such, but it's, like, those, you have to, like, give a kidney to... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, it's just, I think that, you know, nobody feels bad or sympathy or empathy for people who have diabetes because they just think you did this to yourself now you're gonna suffer the consequences which is not the case totally and it's like show some empathy show some sympathy like help us raise awareness and you know i've had meetings with our state legislators about this. yeah and so it's like we're all trying to raise our voice and say like this isn't right like just because you think like i deserve this that's i don't and nobody does totally
0: because your human need looks different than mine right right. but that is your basic need because again like you said just you're penalizing me because my body can't produce insulin just like somebody else can
1: right it's it's a whole big thing that a lot of people
0: struggle with absolutely no and i appreciate that you're fighting that fight for people in your community so that's that's important.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah,
0: no, and that's great. Um, would you say that for parents, like your parents, did they feel like, oh, I don't need that? Like, were they like worried, like what when you got the diagnosis?
1: Um, they didn't understand much either because I didn't like live at their house at the time. Mm-hmm. I think that they were also like, oh, we don't know really what diabetes is, and um, I don't think I gave off the impression like this is hard, this is miserable I'm struggling and so they weren't really involved at all in the beginning and then they, I've done like support groups for um, especially Spanish speaking families um, to come because it's a whole family you know situation thing, totally. Yeah. so it's like I had a big support group for um, Latino families and I was like why don't my parents come and so, they're hearing stories from this parent talking about their kids and this teenager talking about her struggles, and they had never heard me say those things. So, after that, my mom's like, oh, you're so lucky that you've never suffered from diabetes. And I'm like, you're so wrong. Yeah. You've never suffered because you've never dealt with it because I don't live here. Um, and it's like, I have suffered so much my first year of diagnosis is the hardest year of my entire life um so i think like it was just really really eye-opening especially for my mom and i know she's listening to this right now um (laughs) (laughs) um, and now they're like at all my events and now they support in every way possible and i have so many events and like my mom will cook for it my sister will do this like they're like so involved My mom now has Instagram, and she, like, she didn't used to have Instagram. She would just literally Google glitter glucose every single day. And just look it up. Oh, my gosh, I'm dead. (laughs) But finally, my sister made her an Instagram, so now she just sees everything. She's on my stories all day just watching what I'm doing. And so she's always texting me how proud she is. And so, like, it's completely turned around. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they – I can't blame them because it's, like, I didn't live at home. I – wasn't like oh I'm glitter glucose at the time like it it was just like they had no idea and I think most of the world has no idea what people with type 1 struggle with day to day so that event that I put on for the families was my parents first time seeing like wow this is a big thing
0: wow that's incredible no that's awesome um and I did a bad job I didn't ask in the beginning can you break down what your type
1: of diabetes is Mm -hmm. So, type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease. There's no cause and there's no cure. So, autoimmune means your body just attacks itself and when it hits you, it hits you. like other autoimmune diseases are like um, lupus and Mm -hmm. celiac and Hashimoto's and it's like there's nothing that you did that caused it and there's nothing you can do to get rid of it either. Um, Type 2 is... Um, much more prevalent in the world so say I don't know how many millions of people live with diabetes but only four percent of those are type one so when you hear diabetes you're always hearing about type two all the commercials you see on tv for medications are for type two they don't advertise insulin because it's like it's not a medication it's just a hormone that you need Mm -hmm. you know so it's like that's why there's such a stigma, because type 2, although not always, it often can be caused by lifestyle, diet, um, that sort of thing. Oh, okay, so that's why you say, like,
0: sometimes it gets all shifted together. Yes,
1: okay. so when you hear diabetes, since most of the population of diabetics are type 2, people don't know about type 1. I didn't know about type 1 before I had type 1, you know, where Latinos and... Um, so much of my family has type two. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, think that's the one that is most common. Is like, oh, be careful because you don't want yeah, yeah, diabetes or you know when a comedian's making a joke about a cupcake, they're like, oh, diabetes or yeah, you know, and it's like, okay, first of all, not everyone with type two got it like got it from diet or lifestyle, but a lot of it is from diet and lifestyle yeah. or it can be from that. So it's like. I don't like being associated with something that it's like, this is autoimmune, like there's petitions out there for type 1 diabetes to not even be called diabetes because people don't like that association. They don't like the stigma, they don't like the stereotype and I'm like, you know, I don't like that there's such a divide between type 1 and type 2 because I think also type 2 gets a bad rap Mm -hmm. also. Totally. But it's like there should be no stigma to a disease like this. Totally. Type 1 or type 2. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, it's like if someone gets cancer, everyone feels sorry for them, even if it's like from smoking cigarettes your whole life. You wow. Know? I never even thought of yeah. that. You're right. If you get, you know, lung cancer, throat cancer, whatever it is from. It's like, you know, because it's cancer. It's yeah. like, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you feel bad, it's so serious, what can I do? And it's like, okay, you got it from smoking a pack a day for your whole life, but you still get that sympathy. With diabetes, it's like, you want to, people you are like, yeah. Wow. Wow.
0: Woo, <laughs> truth bomb. <laughs> that was good, man. All right. That's what I needed this morning. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's great. Okay, thank you for breaking that down. Because again, I wanted people to understand like how it works in like a good break it down way. Um, when you say, like, you know, the rough beginning of, like, living with diabetes, um, would you say that, like, because you said everything happens for a reason, do you feel like you were supposed to be an advocate?
1: Yeah, and I actually talked about this the other day because I, you know, had the chance to go to Orlando, and I got to meet so many of my followers, and a lot of them are children, and, um, When, you know, we talk about why me? Why did this happen to me? Oh my gosh, I'm so miserable. Like, why did this bad thing happen to me? Whatever it is. If you get a flat tire, if you like lose your job, you're always like, why me? Totally. So I felt that about my disease for a long time. But I'm like, no, I'm changing the narrative about why me. I know why me because I was supposed to be an advocate for this. I I know I'm someone who can handle it. So it was given to me. To raise awareness, to make a change, and to change the narrative. That's awesome. Love that. <laughs> um,
0: what what do you what do you do in your regular life? Be like work wise? Yeah, everything wise. So like, what what do you enjoy doing? Like, because that's another thing I wanted. I wanted people to really see like the other side because yeah i, I mean yeah. yes you are glitter glucose but you're also paloma right, right? right you're you're still a person so what does paloma do on a regular day-to-day <laughs> basis
1: i like to go to dillard's and spend hours at dillard's
0: <laughs> I, I know that from yeah. instagram yeah.
1: <laughs> no it, it's you know i always say like my hobbies are just being a girl like just getting my nails done shopping putting makeup on um But it's, like, my life is so intertwined with diabetes. It's, like, first of all, like, it's my job, and I live with it, and my friends have it, and if I'm traveling, it's for a diabetes event, and my purse is a diabetes purse, and, you know, like, it's so intertwined, and, like, all the drama and the gossip I keep my husband updated on is about diabetes, (laughs) and it's, like, and, you know, I can get burnt out sometimes because it's, like, I always like to say, I'm just a girl living my life, and I happen to have diabetes. Totally. And so, I don't call myself a diabetic, because I'm like, that's not my label, that's not all I am. I'm a person, and I have diabetes. Like, I'm not a diabetic. But besides that, yeah. I like country music, listening to country music, I love my cats. Oh, (laughs) your cats are super cute, yeah. Um.
0: That's so, great. No, yeah. and I'm glad that you shared that. You're just like, you know, the burden is hard to carry sometimes. but Because, mm-hmm. again, your life is literally infused yes. with diabetes. But at, at the same time, it's like, no, I like to be a regular person too. Yeah.
1: I'm like, I'm like, diabetes is my hobby. It's my job. It's what my friends live with. And it's just, like, all intertwined. It's just, you know, part of my life. Good. Like, even, like, when I go to Dillard's, like you know, I have the device on my arm and, like, the Dillard's employee was like, oh, you have something on your arm, like, let me get it for you. (laughs) Like, So then it's like, then I have to tell her what it is and what it does. Yeah. And it's funny, I went to an event in New York um, where I was talking about diabetes, literally nine to five. And so I told um, the company, I'm like, I need to take a break because I'm, like, a little bit tired of talking. So, I go to the break room, and a guy in the break room is like, What's on your arm? Aye, aye. I'm like, oh, What's your diabetes? He's like, Oh, I have type two. Tell me more. I'm like, Literally, sir, I came in here because <laughs> I need <the> <laughs> Yeah. So, it's like, I never get a break, but it's like, it's what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Got Yeah, totally. Um, What is Paloma going to do in five years?
1: Oh my gosh, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> so, You know I'm like I you know my life is lived on Instagram and so I always like since you know the beginning of the year I'm like okay I'm gonna pretend like Instagram's going away tomorrow if Instagram goes away tomorrow I'm still going to have diabetes I don't like there's no way that I'm just going to let my whole career go downhill because Instagram goes away tomorrow. So I'm like, I'm doing a lot more in-person appearances. I always say I'm the Kim Kardashian of diabetes. Nice. <laughs> nice. Like, Kim has so many different avenues of you know, she does this, she does that. If this goes away, she has this to rely on. So I work with a lot of diabetes companies behind the scenes like doing their social media, creating content for them, like doing their influencer management. And my followers don't know that I do that. Like, they just think I post pretty pictures on Instagram all day. And it's like, yeah, that's part of my job. But I work more now than I did when I had a regular job. Wow. Um, I wake up before my husband. I go to sleep after my husband because I'm, like, doing emails, working. So I'm like, okay, in five years, I'm still going to be in the diabetes space because... There's no care, and I'm still going to have diabetes, and it's what I'm passionate about, so who knows, really, but I'm pretending like Instagram's going to go away tomorrow. I don't think Instagram is going to be that popular in five years. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay, so you're, like, preparing yourself. Yeah, yeah. I could still see
0: you, though, like, designing something, like, designing your own bag or designing, you know? Coming soon, maybe. Ooh, okay. (laughs) All right good yeah okay D- great I'm so excited um I always ask five just like random questions to all of my people that I interview okay so um what is your favorite snack
1: oh my gosh I have so many I can't even think <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say favorite food because Go for I, it. that's I love mean. Chinese food Ooh, yeah and it's like the worst for my blood sugar but. <laughs> I love Chinese food. I can't ever eat enough Chinese food. Okay, great. Um, what is your favorite thing to watch on TV? All the trashy shows. I love 90 Day Fiance, The Bachelor. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Married at First Sight, Teen Mom. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you yeah. like
0: really keep up
1: with those shows. <laughs> yes. That's so
0: funny. <laughs> um, thing you would do on a Saturday morning in your childhood.
1: Um, Well, I lived on a farm, so just, like, go outside and, like, help my dad get the eggs or something. (laughs) Or I had my pet chickens, so I would, like, bother them, and (laughs) I would pretend like I'd give them flying lessons, which they already know how to fly, (laughs) and I would, like, throw them up into the air and be like, oh, she, like, flapped so many times, and, yeah, just be outside with the chickens. That's so great. If you weren't doing what you do, what would you do? I'd still be in fashion because it's what I love. It's what I. And, you know, I get to intertwine that with what I'm doing now. So That's it's great. like I have my shirt designs. I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, still dress super fashionably on my Instagram and show like this can be glamorous too. So something in fashion. Okay, great. And last question.
0: If you could tell your 10 year old self something what would that be
1: probably just keep smiling like stuff will happen bad things will happen (laughs) and I always say like nothing bad happened in my life until I turned 23 like divorce chronic illness and I'm like I felt like I was ill prepared because I was like my life is so perfect and I'm 23 years old nothing bad's ever happened to me and so I would just be like Bad, bad stuff will happen but just keep smiling and you'll get through it good okay
0: <laughs> great thanks so much for being on if you want to share your instagram handles and your website all of that go for yeah. it yeah
1: you can find me at glitter glucose on instagram glitterglucose.com also and yeah i'll be there <laughs> all right sounds good thank you so much for
0: being with us today thanks for having me bye <laughs>